Testing, one, two, three, testing. Hello? Is anyone out there? Is anyone out there? I'm looking for anyone. Anyone? Please, anyone, respond. Help needed. Can anybody hear me? Help needed. If you can hear, please respond. Please respond. Welcome to Heroclix Borderlands. I'm your host, Shay McClure, bringing you the meta-casual perspective on Heroclix. Sharing my insights, thoughts, and experiences with other players who love this awesome game at all levels just like I do. Whether you are playing a casual home game, local tournament, or at a regional or national event, taking on the latest meta team, this is the podcast for you. All comments, suggestions, or questions can be directed to our email at lostinclicks at gmail.com. Also, private message me on hcrealms.com under the ID of ColossusTN. Go to our Facebook page of Heroclix Borderlands where you can message me or just read the latest article, articles and videos I've run across about this wonderful game. This is episode 15, The Money Pit. Listen up and enjoy the ride. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning back in to Heroclix Borderlands. Y'all have made this a very successful podcast. I can go ahead and tell you that over the last four weeks, we have gone over 60 viewers or downloads an episode. That is amazing from where I started from. I'd say it's all up to you all. Getting the word out, trying out the podcast and enjoying it. I really appreciate it. Uh, floored by how many people are responsive and interested in this type of podcast. So I'd like to thank you all. And right now, this is our week in review to kind of go over what I've done for the week and what's been going on. And just not a lot going on. Uh, local tournaments have been at a standstill. We don't have another one until April 29th. But I, I'm already committed to do something at my church. We have a great event coming up. And I'm going to have to miss our next tournament on April 30th. And I hate doing that because I love meeting up with the guys and just kind of playing and it gives me a little bit more practice, but it'll be fine. I am still tuning up for Worlds. Any games I can get in, I'll, I'll try. Also, this past week, I tried to start an online match, and I went out to the online Heroclix uh, page on Facebook and actually put a post out there, and I got a pretty quick response. Unfortunately, some of our times fell through, and that's one thing with online matches you are trying to set up. Eric was great. We talked about playing a match. His plans kind of fell through, and that's just what happens. And hopefully we'll get one in this week. So I was unable to test out my video camera, which I was kind of excited for, and my team. I really have no idea how to play online. Last time I played online was with the OHC app that Crow had maintained, 
And while that was fun, it just, I was excited about getting on the camera and doing it. So what have I been doing in, instead? Well, going crazy, maybe not being able to play Heroclix. No, I'm just kidding. What I ended up doing is I did two solo matches. And when I say solo matches, that's me versus me testing out some different ideas and teams videotaped one and put it out there on Facebook for you to see. It was the JSA Symbio team versus my New Worlds team, in which I had a JSA team. And you can watch that video. I can tell you it was fun to videotape and just kind of fun just to get the teams out and kind of talk through it. This is my third videotape of me doing a, uh, a match of me playing. It's my third one. And this was an iteration of my world, uh, New Worlds team. I had a Just League Teleport, like I said before. I put a green, uh, Johnny Thunder, two Green Lanterns, uh, two uh, Adam, and a Flash. And was trying to run that around 300 points. I had the symbiote on there. What can I say about that thing? I ran him up against a very elegant... But simple team in the fact that it was Jakeem Thunder, Superman, the Shifting Focus one with all four of them, and Clarion, the Wish Boy. Pretty simple team, straightforward. You had to make some decisions. You had to try and get it to kind of work in your favor. You know, it's been fun just kind of trying those out. Now, I don't own a Jakeem Thunder, and it's kind of why I'm running a Johnny Thunder team because a little Jakeem Envy. The Jakeem Thunder is actually being proxied by a super scroll I have from uh, Secret Invasion. And he's just a proxy. I, I usually have the card pulled up and have dice keep track what click number he's on. How did that match go? Well, it was awful for my New Worlds team. Just awful. See, I moved my JSA team out in a clump. Only moved first third of the map. Really, really trying to get out there so I can get the Symbio attached to Flash at the time. I actually had Hank Pym's Pym Particles, and I had not realized I had them on my team kind of filling it out. I had not realized that come June, that's going to be out of rotation. So I ended up having to change that. But during this match that I taped, I had Pym Particles, and I gave those to Flash, and I had to add them with the... No, I had Johnny Thunder pick up the uh, Symbio. What happened was I was ultra-aggressive with Jakeem's team and I actually played him wrong. Uh, Symbio actually uh, commented on the video and said, no, he didn't actually run the Superman I ran. He runs, he starts the game out with 002 instead of 001. I thought he would carry that one to the middle of the board to give him the extra defense. But no, he starts out with 002, and my guess is that he chooses Earthbound and Invincible on Jakeem and then has 002 carry him, and then switch out to the defensive one. I was ultra-aggressive with it. I moved them all the way out to the middle of the board, which I was running on WizKid's office. Once they were in the middle, it kind of put my team on edge. I blew a wall out, tacked Superman, and damaged him. And then the next thing I knew, the retaliation came out. And while it was a little bit back and forth, in the end, Jakeem... And Superman and Clarion ended up being too much for the team. So playing a game like that, it was just kind of hard. And when I just sat down and ran both teams and being able to like surprise myself or do traps. And I've said that before. But on this one, it was a kind of learning experience. I'm getting more comfortable in choosing options for Jakeem. And that is a key to good players being able to know how to run Jakeem. Jakeem is more of a finesse piece. You have to know which time, at what time to 
choose what options for him. He has he has so many options to choose. You you have to choose the maximum one for the for the turn you're on. And here's some notes I take away from it. I, I'd go over the whole match, but I say watch it. Number one, I did several mistakes. I went back and rewatched the match, and there were several mistakes I made. Like I had soups on his zero zero two, and I carried him with Jakeem, and that was illegal because that soups is a flyer, unlike uh, the two soups I had with the shifting focus. So you got to be kind of careful with that when you're switching them in and out. Do not need to carry soups. The time I carried soups, really what I should have done is, in that case, I ran soups out and ran him back because he's on hypersonic. Then I carried him with Jakeem to my new location because Jakeem also took hypersonic. What should have happened, and it was just not well planned out on my part, is Superman should have ran to the spot I was going to put Jakeem at. He could have stopped there and then changed up to the new Superman for defense. And then Jakeem could have then plopped down beside to get the bonus. It didn't kind of work that way. I made that kind of mistake. Going back and forth between teams, I kept having some trouble remembering what was going on, and maybe I was moving too fast because I was on the timer also just to kind of keep myself in the mood of a national tournament. I had some notes here about some other stuff when I was watching what all I did. I was a little sloppy in when I would take to keep Tickle off to do the perplex. And you have to be very careful of that. Higher up in tournaments you go, they're going to start calling you on that. Took Tico off late, I think, once to perplex something up, and it was in the middle of a hypersonic attack, and you can't do that. So you have to think that out and kind of go through it. Uh, what did I learn about my other team? Oh, my gosh, I'm about done with Johnny Thunder. Keep looking at him. He's one of the super rares I pulled from Joker's Wild. He looks like he should be a really cool figure. And I believe in casual events, he'll be fun. But in the meta event, his biggest problem is his unpredictability. I've played him two or three times now, once on camera and like two off camera. And the one thing that keeps happening is at the most inopportune moments, I roll the one and he loses all his stats by one. One time I did roll roll a six and was able to bump all his stats stats up, but he's just so unpredictable. He he doesn't have as many options as Jakeem, and you keep comparing him to Jakeem, but unfortunately they are. The point difference isn't great enough for Johnny to make up anything. I mean, it's only 15-point difference, so he's not really adding anything extra, but maybe being able to fit onto a team a little bit better. My other problem was, and in the two games I did, in which I allowed Jakeem to control the middle, he was able to get to the middle really easily. My major damage producers... Not only are Johnny, but are my two Adams. In the end, I'd thrown off the um, round table. I was using it to bring extra powers to Johnny and my last iteration of that team right before I threw it in the garbage. Not literally. Figuratively, I threw them in the garbage. I'm about done with the JSA team. I love them. Just not my play style. Johnny's just too unpredictable, and I don't have a Jakeem, and I just want to try something different. But getting back to what I was saying... Ended up, the teleporter was not giving me the options I needed. And for 35 points, I ended up going with Supreme Intelligence, dropping my pin particles because they were going to be useless anyway, and add another atom. So with two atoms, two Green Lanterns, a Flash, and Johnny Thunder, so plus six on my team roll, I thought, wow, here's a here's a group that can, can get it going. Unfortunately, having to go out there and pick up the... Uh, Symbio was kind of a waste of a first turn action because even though I went first, 
it allowed Jakeem to just control the middle of the board. And once he's in the middle of the board, then I had to engage him. And when I went running in there, my lack of outwit, uh, my lack of being able to kind of control him, just had my Adams go up and base him. The frustrating part was Jakeem needed a nine to actually hit the Adam. Uh, I had the Adam up to a 20. Yeah, Jakeem needed a nine to hit him. But Jakeem was able to get a perplex from Tico, get him up to a, so he got it down to an eight. And I believe I also chose a like close combat expert and threw those both on his attack. He was able to hit that pretty easily. And his four damage was enough just to take Adam out. And that's what it ended up being is just like Adam, if he didn't do his damage up front, which was going to be one of my major damage dealers, if somehow Jakeem could survive the first blow or be the alpha strike itself, he would take out a piece. And Johnny just didn't match up well with him, even with the supreme intelligence on him. But just got really frustrated. Even though you see that matchup, that's probably the last time you'll see. I pretty much eliminated them from the world's contention. I'm not going to do any more videos of them. My other video is going to be with a new team. I have two ideas. I'll give you one. And I'm, I want to surprise you all with the other one because I think I'm going to videotape the second one. But my first one is I want to try and run Chris's from the Majestics Rock, Chris Flores, I believe, his Sinister Syndicate team. I have them all but one, and I'm supposed to be getting it in. So I'm looking to run that. It looks like a huge Alpha Strike team, has a big swing. It looks like it can do a lot of damage up front. And I've, and under the right conditions, Doc Hawk can take Jakeem out in one turn. And that's using Chameleon with Peggy Carter and doing some stuff like that based on Symbio's team. Because Symbio's team is a pretty straightforward one. I'll have to try. I'm kind of running this like a progressive one. I'll probably move this. The Symbio team's right now my gatekeeper as I'm testing my teams. Or it's my baseline. Once I get where that team is a little bit more consistent in dealing with that Symbio team, I will start trying the new iterations of the Jakeems. And some of you are probably saying, why are you, trying, why are you running so many Jakeem teams? The Jakeem teams are going to be your gatekeepers. I think they're so point and click. You're going to see a lot of those. They're appearing so many times in rocks and all that. I think that's the one I'm going to have to concentrate on. I have to get a very good understanding of how it kind of runs. And really, right now, I'm looking at if I have to damage Jakeem, I really need to stop him on click six. Because seven and eight are eight teams with regen. I don't want to give him that free where he doesn't have to choose regen. So I'd love to stop him at six and make the owner of Jakeem make a big decision because he's got to get, if he can get into seven and eight, he'll get that regen, but I don't want to give him that option. I want to hit him there, then hit him on through. So that's just some stuff I've learned. I really just kind of throw, I just start putting some other teams together, looking at some other keywords. So I I hope to have some videos up on that and kind of share it with y'all and get y'all's opinion, try to help out. What I have noticed is there's a huge importance of prob. I believe there's a huge importance of map control. Uh, I think Jakeem is the apex predator when we look at competitive play right now. How are you going to get around this big line in the jungle? He is the apex predator, the grizzly bear of the north. Looking at some old forgotten pieces too. I'm kind of pulling out some old pieces from older sets that people just quit playing. I don't know why, so I'm going to pull them out and kind of look at them. Maybe a new, fresh look will help out. I really believe, and somebody had said this, that Jakeem hates 
action tokens. So I started looking at figures that can give him action tokens, limit his ability to run actions, and hopefully that would kind of slow down Jakeem. So I'm just exploring those options right now, and that's kind of the way my week's gone. I have already built currently like five new teams. Are they awful? Probably, but that's part of the creative process. I have about a month left. I need to expand my practice. I am so lucky to have a wonderful wife that has allowed me to spread my hero clicks out on the table. I have my symbio team out here sitting on one side of the map. I have a map spread out. I have my other figures that I've started gathering that I want to make teams with and putting into a box off to the side and putting a new team up. And when I have a chance, I kind of run them out. You can tell I have been kind of just going through all this. And I'm really too focused on one map. But today I was having, during work, I had this part where I was just sitting there monitoring stuff. And I was sitting there going through the spaces on the office map. Like if I moved here and started going through opening moves and counter moves in my head, that is crazy. That's how much I've been playing on this. I'm probably going to have to pull out another map just to uh, try that with a team. But right now, I want to stay on the office map and just see how the teams go and maybe switch another map later. That's how my week's gone. That's where I'm headed. One goal I have this week is kind of put out on Facebook with my local group to see if anybody wants to come and practice with me. I love to have some live practice. I also throw it out to you all. Any one of you all want to have some live practice with me, you know, just let me know. Uh, Email me at lostinclicks at gmail or let me know through Facebook. Would love to just get together online and just try some teams out. Even if you're not going to Worlds or Origins, it would just be a great favor to me. So I really look forward to anybody that can have the ability to do that. That's my week in review. I hope you enjoyed it. Let's go into our main topic. I named this episode The Money Pit, and it reminded me of the Tom Hanks movie where they kept throwing money into this house, and it just kept getting worse and cost them more and more. And finally, when they got it up to the way they wanted, they couldn't believe it. And sometimes I feel like hero clips can feel like a money pit. I am throwing money, money after these figures. And in the end, I end up not playing them, They get and they get stored in my closet. This past week and weekend, ended up going through my hero clicks and kind of going through trying to get a little bit better storage. And what I came across is I don't have any better storage for them. Currently what I do is I take a set and when I get a new set, I unbox them. Then I put them into a large Tupperware. I put their cards in there and then store it on a shelf. And that's where it stays. As I'm investing more and more money, that's not feeling good to me. These things that I spend money on are just being stored into a closet. And I just pull a few figures out at a time. I don't I don't see them that much. I have to dig through these cases. I'm I'm struggling since I'm becoming I'm trying to make more and more teams when I go look for them. It's just this process of oh where do I put this? How do I get it out? Let me go dig, 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 let me find it. What clicks do I have? It's just frustrating right now. As I'm going and trying to build these teams and going through the AC Realms engine and going through the search. I just don't feel that inspired looking at numbers. I don't. I, I just be honest. I just don't feel that inspired. I, but, you know, this is a game of fun and figures and little men on these little round bases running around trying to KO the other men running around on little bases. And 
I'd like to see my hero clicks. So one thing I came to was watching a few podcasts, started noticing that a lot of people would have their hero clicks kind of displayed in the spare bedroom where I have all my hero clicks. And we say all my hero clicks. Currently, I have every set that's been out, not the indie sets, not the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I have every set currently in a Tupperware box, not complete, but at least a case worth since Flash. And those sets are getting ready to rotate out. We're going to Avengers Assemble, Flash, Trinity War, all those. Now I'm looking at that, and it's just this big pile of Tupperware boxes in a closet that are on a little shelf to the side. And my maps are down there, and I have, oh my gosh, just stored boxes after boxes. I have three cases of just clicks boosters that are open, but I kept them just in case I want to sell some clicks. And even on top of that, besides having those, up on my top shelf, I have my old, old sets. We're talking sets like Secret Invasion, the non-Oreo sets. It's crazy how much stuff I have. And I'm looking at it going, oh no, what am I going to do? This is too much. I don't know if y'all have ever gotten to that point. That's too much. I'm a collector to a certain point, but at this point, I'm in a spring cleaning mode. What am I going to do? And we're going to come to, this is what we're coming to. This is a money pit. How am I supposed to handle all these hero clicks out here? What can I do to kind of bring this back into where I enjoy my collection? I love having them out there so I can go dig them out and build these teams, but it's getting kind of frustrating is that when I build these teams, I don't have certain figures or I can't find them. So I started thinking and start, like I said, I saw in those podcasts where they kind of display them. And one thing that came to mind and my wife agreed to it is I want to start displaying them in the spare bedroom we have. I'd love to have a display. I'd love to go in there and let, just kind of look at the figures and just kind of get inspired by them. Because when I look at them, I'm inspired. Right now, what I have is an old collection of hero clicks, and I have to do something with it. That's my number one thing to do. What am I going to do with my old collection? I, it just can't keep sitting at the top of the shelf. There has to be something done with it. Heck, I even have some that aren't even in boxes. They are in this plastic bag, in this little bag, and it's my uh, giant size X-Men and a Superman set. I was like, oh, my gosh. What am I going to do with those? It's tons of clicks. Too many. I'm not going to play them. I know some of y'all said, well, what about Golden Age? I'm, I'm going to tell you, I don't play. When I play Golden Age, I'm playing with more modern pieces. I mean, I'll play with some unknown modern pieces or like I recently rotated out set. But Golden Age doesn't make me bring out any old, old pieces. Uh, but they're done. Their day's gone. It was Those sets were there before I got back into it, which was at uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So, or... Is that what it's called? Is it was the one before the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, Galactic Guardians? It's the one with Thanos, our last one with Thanos. Anyway, you all know what set I'm talking about. What am I going to do with all these old sets? I collected those boxes to try and sell Heroclix. And I've done that before. Last summer I did it, made some money. But if you're like me, oh my gosh, eBay drives me crazy. The fees, putting them on there, checking on them, shipping them. I want some money back. I don't have to get all of it. I'm not about maximizing profit. What I'm about, I'm about is moving stuff, clearing away, making a little money, buying something new. And I'm really looking at it too because we're getting ready to have three sets over. No, we're getting ready to have three sets over the next three months. Then another set. So about four sets in five months. 
I mean, that's crazy. It's going to be a lot of clicks. My collection is going to grow and it's just going to go in boxes. I don't think that's fun at all. So my first decision is what am I going to do with these hero clicks? Yeah, I don't know. These old ones, I'm going to have to make a decision on it. I don't really want to do the eBay route. I did it last year, but it was just like another job. I know I'm a teacher and I have summers off, but I like going and doing stuff and selling hero clicks and checking eBay and having to mail all this and going to the post office is a job. And I'm like, do I want to go through that? Because I need to move some of this stuff. The other thing is maybe set up a flea marking booth and just kind of sell them at like quarter each, five cents each. I don't know. Right now where I'm leaning to is somebody put me on to Troll and Told will buy Heroclix from you. They have a set list of stuff that singles they'd buy from you. And I thought about going that route, kind of explore that. I don't know if any of y'all have done that. Would love to hear about that. Think about going that way as a, while I won't make as much money, it's just a quick, cheap way to get rid of them. I had also read on HC Realm, somebody was wanting donations sent to the library, and I meant to send some to him. And that's another possibility. I mean, I love giving stuff to kids to kind of expand the game. But my goal is to, before we get into July, to have all my old, old clicks out and have pretty much just the modern rotation with maybe one or two sets that are just outside of modern rotation still in my collection. That's the plan with the, all the humongous amount of hero clicks I have. And I know some of y'all are like me. The one problem that I have right now is like competitive players really just pick and choose and they go buy singles and don't really get into the huge collection. They're, they're very quick to just keep their collections trim and only with the top pieces me, on the other hand, I want all the pieces. I think they're just fun to kind of play with and I and just as much fun. And at a competitive event, I want the competitive pieces, but at a casual event, I want the fun pieces, the sit back and just try something neat, the combo pieces, the stuff that's just what's something cool you can pull off. Then I'll have to be min-maxed. Consequently, I need to come to a understanding of my need to be a collector and kind of display. I don't need to be a full com- collector. What I do collect, I need to be inspired by it and have it out there so people can see, be proud of it. And that started me on looking for some kind of solution for display. That's not going to kill my budget. Yeah, I spent at least three hours just looking at stuff. What could be good? I saw these pure glass cases, but I was like, those things were expensive. It's like, no, that's not going to work. And actually, my, me and my mother-in-law went to antique stores, kind of looking at old curio cabinets, see if that might work. My idea on my display is to have a five-shelf, four-to-five-shelf display and kind of put a, put my hero clicks in there, like one set on one shelf, another set on another shelf, and just kind of rotate those in. And then on my fifth shelf, that's why I want five shelves, I would have my favorite hero clicks. So as I'm getting rid of sets, I might keep something like a Colossus from the giant size X-Men, which I love that sculpt and just kind of keep them up there and kind of display those, any kind of special ones on top of all of it. as just a way to kind of acknowledge my favorite pieces. And also I can see myself going in there and feeling a little, you know, blocked on what kind of team and just kind of looking through those and seeing a figure, if a figure grabs my eye and just kind of going with it or looking at several figures go, Oh, I love, I wonder if these two will work together. And just having that visual out there. I didn't have to dig in this box of clicks. I'm kind of looking around. I, I kept 
doing the uh, researching and looking what's good. And I finally ran across it. I found what I was looking for. And what they're called are, and I wrote it down, lawyer bookcases. They're awesome. I had these at school and I didn't know what they were called, but it, they stack. They're stackable. Some are stackable. Like you can buy a unit and it'll have a glass door that kind of folds up and under. It goes up and then goes under the unit. So it kind of slides back into the top of the unit and you can open it up that way. But you can stack them on top of each other. So it's kind of a modular unit that would look so good in the bedroom. That'd be a great way to store. So that's my next mission. Let me go find them. Uh, they can range anywhere from $200 a unit to thousands of dollars. So well, I'm not going to spend thousands of dollars to display my hair clicks. The $200 unit is probably cheap. I'm kind of looking at it. So I know what I want. I just got to go find it and then move my collection over. And if if any of y'all like me, me going through my collections like takes me hours because I'm like looking at all the pieces. But that is where I'm at. I don't want it too fancy. You know, keep it kind of simple, but also be a major display so you can kind of go look at them. And I'll probably have to run some kind of lighting system in there because it's kind of dark and I love to be able to light it up and kind of show them off. I don't know if some of y'all struggle with that, but I'm hoping that being able to display them won't feel like I'm just throwing money away, that I don't get to enjoy them outside of just pulling them out of the case ever so often. That's my plan to kind of temper this money pit I've got going on. On top of it, I'm trying to decide how to handle the cards. I try to fight any kind of OCD because once I go OCD, then it becomes another job. But my reaction right now is to take a notebook for each set that I have and get baseball card holders and put them in there in order as baseball card holders. Just as a quick way to be able to go find those cards and be able to pull them out. It's probably what I'm going to do. I just don't want to put in the time to do it. I know it'll be better afterwards. I'll be able to find stuff. But it is hard to maintain and you have to be dedicated to it. I think that might be my best bet. Because I'm starting to really get back into team building. That's been a great thing is that as I've started on this journey to go to Worlds, I've actually just become a more consistent trying to get as much as I can Heroclix player. I'm great with casual. I love building teams. And so as I've become more active in building teams and going through my collection, kind of looking at different figures, I'm going to have to get better organized in order to make that process a lot better. As much as I love to get on HC Realms and just create teams, I really do enjoy just kind of looking through the figures and holding them and moving them around. I don't know. It's just the it's the physical nature of the figures that really give you some excitement too. It's more than numbers to me. It's those, those characters. That's awesome. And it's probably why I stick to the Marvel and DC characters because I know them so well the TMNT I'm starting to warm up to, but they're, they're nothing more than like competitive pieces to me. On a side note, that's the kind of worry I have with the new Star Trek pieces. I just can't get my head around a Star Trek piece as a Heroclix piece. And I'll have to see it. I love Star Trek. I love Star Trek The Next Generation. Am I going to like them as Heroclix? I don't know. I know I love Marvel and DC, and that's great if it brings other players in. And if it does, gr- great. Come on in, join us. I'm just now getting to the point where I'm okay using TMNT figures on my teams and am actually building teams thinking about those. I play with what I'm kind of bring back some childhood memories and what comic books I like. So right now, you know, I'm not the player that looks at the numbers. So I'm kind of 
looking at my collection and slowly working in the uh, TMNT. I've actually bought some more. How am I going to handle a Star Trek? I have no idea. I don't even know how many of those I would buy. Neither here nor there. That's just a side note. Probably going to go to the notebook, cards, going to try to get a lawyer bookcase, put my hero clicks out there. My wife's going to hate it once she realizes she has to dust or what. We have to dust them. It's probably going to be my job now to dust them. But I, I think it'll be fun. It's going to bring character to the room and allow me just a way to just have them out there. Still deciding on how I'm going to recycle them. Yeah, like how am I, what about my old clicks? What am I going to do? I just don't want to go through the selling part. It's, it's good. It gave me a lot of money, and I guess I should get dedicated and go do it. It's just a whole process of taking the pictures, getting them all, typing out the whole set, getting it out there, and then getting it in the mail. And we we always went the easy way. How do we handle this money? Bill? How are we going to reorganize? Throw them in Tupperware is not working. Number one, they're just in there, and it's just like a taking your hand and digging through like a claw game. Or which figure did I get now? Not one to run a claw game. Now that we've got that out of the way, what I want to talk about now is let's move on to our review. And the review this week is awesome. That's all I can say. I am so excited about it. Who can it be knocking at my door? All right. Our review this week, you're not going to believe it. Finally, Avengers Defenders starting to get out some large big pointed figures and i've just realized that i enjoy small figures at times but i really like large pointed figures i like big 200 point 150 160 point figures i love them i love their ability to take a hit and then bring something some of y'all not gonna agree me some of y'all love the low point but i'm not a big swarm man i love the big ones i remember one of my favorite battles was a legacy sealed and it was Casey Green Lantern with, and my buddy had pulled Casey Green Lantern with Trick Shot, and I forget what else figure he ran with it from that booster, and I'm sitting there with Ares from that Legacy set. That was fun, chasing him around. I had my shot. I missed it. I had my shot at taking down Green Lantern, even with his better mobility than me. I kept bringing it with my Mystics team ability and the ability to just kind of go up there and flurry. It was a fun game. So that's what it harkens back to. And the two figures I want to review, the first one I've not seen since Mutant Mayhem. I remember this figure, Count Nefaria. When I saw the post with Count Nefaria, my mouth broke into the biggest smile I've ever had in the world. I could not believe they were remaking Count Nefaria. I'd missed out on the Invincible Iron Man one, and now they're going to remake him. And I was like, oh, that is cool. I got to get me one. And to find out he's not a super rare, but a, just a rare at a 040. Now, the Count Nefaria I remember is from Mutant Mayhem, and I'll tell you a little story about him. I was running a tournament, and I had never really heard about the meta. I was, I was a judge, and we were just growing the Heroclix game in that area. This guy came in. Was doing a 300-point tournament. I hadn't thought anything about it. He came in. He plopped down. I can't remember his entire team, but I remember he plopped down a trick shot. He plopped down Count Nefaria. And then he commenced a well on the entire tournament. I remember picking up my phone. My buddy was out of, out of town. I said, dude, this is sick. And I was telling him what was going on. He goes, I can't believe I'm missing that. As Mark and Mark was, me and Mark were talking on the phone. I was like, man, this is crazy. And 
all he did was a hypersonic count Nefaria around and just trick shot through everybody and just kill figures that he wanted to because Nefaria started with hypersonic, uh, RCE, and four damage, and he was just pretty much unstoppable. I think he had a nurse or something like that. He'd run him back to the nurse. I remember thinking, well, you're going to have to like create a bunch of hindering train because at that time, Count Nefaria in the old version was a walker. So he could not avoid hindering train that would make him stop. So smoke cloud and hindering train was his weakness. Now, unfortunately, when he came there, nobody realized that and he just wiped people out. I don't think he lost a point and he swept everybody. So the new Count Nefaria is just as fun and as and exciting. He is 200 points. He is also nine clicks deep. Uh, he starts with running shot, psychic blast for his first three. He does a, his movement is 12, 11, 11, 11, 10, 10, 9, 9, 8. First three clicks are running shot. Next three clicks are charge. And last three clicks are hypersonic. Now, he has an 11, 11, 12, 12, 11, 10, 10, 9, 9 as his attack values with the first three clicks being Psychic Blast, next three being Super Strength to go with Charge, which is pretty nice, and then the last three being Pulse Wave. And then his defensive values are 18, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 16, 16. He's got Invincible his first two clicks, then he has his special trait, his special power defense. Then he has Impervious for two clicks and his special power defense. And then his last three clicks are all spe- uh, are Invulnerability for two clicks, and his last click is his special power defense. And finally, his damage values are 444-333-322. First three damages are a special power. His next three damages are are have perplexed and then he's just a base damage of three two and two with no special no powers his damage special power is count nefari can use leadership and stealth so that's on his first three clicks he also has that special power for defense his defensive special power is he can use invulnerability and regeneration when he when he uses regeneration and has one action value action token sorry he doesn't subtract two from his dial. Now, there's a couple of things on this that he is not, he seems to be okay ready for retirement. I mean, the new rules, except for that one about where you don't subtract two from your die roll. It's like they had not thought about how regeneration would be, would be done, but I think that was a tweak they did later. But, I mean, he does not have super strength paired with his hypersonic. His super strength paired with charge which allows him to grab an object and use it in the attack. He also has Perplex, so he could get up to a six damage by doing that. He has Psychic Blast with his running shot, and he has... One thing that makes me wonder if they hadn't been thinking about it is that his regen clicks are located exactly two away from each other. So you do have the possibility to regen all the way to the top. Unfortunately, they're not stop clicks, so you can get knocked by him. So he's going to be a figure that you're going to be very careful of and kind of knock him by some of his clicks. He has a range of seven. He has Indomitable, and he is a flyer, all for 200 points. He looks fun to play. I'd like to see how well he does. Let me look at his keywords. Lethal Legion, Magia, or I'm like Scott Porter. I don't know how to say it, and Ruler. I think it looks cool. And let's just be honest, I think it looks cool because it reminds me of the Mutant Mayhem one. 
So I just automatically want him. Uh, sculpt, interesting. Looks more like Doctor Strange because he doesn't have that old school, what I call old school, the way they used, they, his old click way it looked with the, like he had more of a Superman type uniform. And this one's more kind of a little bit baggy, kind of like Doctor Strange, but cool flowing coat, coat I'm sorry, cloak. So stealth's going to give him trouble, except when he switches to charge. Uh, his defensive values aren't that great past the first one, which was an 18. He does have impervious, but he is going to be very vulnerable to psychic blast. He has only got two clicks in invincible. All the rest are invulnerable or impervious, and you can just pretty much ignore that with the ability to use psychic blast. Fortunately, you want to hit him... With his invincible, you, he can't. He's, he has no, zero protection from outwit. At 200 points, he's going to have to alpha strike and just pretty much cripple figures. Otherwise, teams will start to hammer him. But it looks fun. Love to throw him out there for a 400 point game and see how he goes. That's just one of those nostalgia pieces I want. He would probably even make my shelf of honor at the top, maybe. It would just depend how cool. I mean, just you see the digital version of the sculpt right now. So I, if it turns out like that, I would I would probably have him up there. Now we're going to come to the other 200-point B says out in this set. And this one has me just as excited because I've been looking for a character like this to be potentially able to hold his own. And there's several things going well for him. And I want to get right into it because I'm really excited about the new World Breaker Hulk. However, here's the caveat on him. He's a chase. One of my most wanted figures in the set, and yes, it is the 200-point Hulk, and he's a chase. That is a little hurtful to my soul because anytime I want to chase, I can, I'm thinking of you. I am thinking of you, Captain Universe Spider-Man, Cosmic Spider-Man. Never, ever get them. Never see them. I mean, the only cosmic one I got was in the, uh, what was it? Hulk set, the Gamma set. What was that set called? Incredible Hulk set. Anyway, it was the Cosmic Hulk. I was like, All right, the blue-skinned Hulk. I didn't want that. I wanted the Cosmic Spider-Man out of that Spider-Man set. I'm going to want this as my main want. One of my main ones. I'm, and this will be the chase I don't pull. But that, that that's okay. It's part of it. I, he's, I know he's going to be $100. I'm not going to buy him for $100. I don't care how much I want him. Uh, I'm just going to go for the case full. Let's hope. I don't know. So let's look at the Hulk. 200 points. He's got. He's only got eight clicks. So he's one click less than Count Nefarious. So these clicks better count. I was talking to my students today, and I said, the difference between poetry and a novel is that a novelist has thousands or hundreds of pages to write his story and develop his characters. A poet or a songwriter has way fewer words, so everyone's counts more. So I'm hoping that each click of Hulk's dial counts more than Count Nefarious. I'm hoping it counts a lot more, so it would make him more competitive. He has a movement of 10, 10, 11, 12, 11, 10, 10, 10. Not bad. He's got charge on the first two, a special movement power on the next three, and then charge on his last three. His attack values are 10, 10, 11, 12, 11, 11, 10, 10. Uh, he's got precision strike on his first two, nothing on his next three, and then a special attack power. 
And then we have 17 uh, defense of 17, 17, 18, 19, 18, 17, 17, 17. He, he starts first two out with invincible. Next three are special power. And his last three are invulnerable. Then he has four, four. His damage is four, four, five, six, five, four, three, three. First two are leadership. So that's awesome. He has the ability to add plus one to his action totals, but at 200 points, how many more people he's going to have on his team? And then he has a five damage with a special power and then six and five damage with battle fury. And his last three clicks are exploit weakness. So if we look at him, he has an improved movement of elevation and hindering. So he ignores that. His best click is his fourth click, which is a 12 movement, 12 attack, 19 defense, six damage. And his, he has a special power in his movement and a special power on his defense. So looking at it, he does have a trait. He can use super strength and a colossal stamina ability. Uh-oh. Traded super sense. I mean super sense. He's traded super strength and the colossal ability. So it's one of those hulks that can push himself and push himself, which I think is important because you can push himself to the click you need to get him to and then rest him and then keep him on that click for a little while. He is indomitable. He has zero range, still part of his his norm, his norm trait. Super strength and colossal stamina. When Hulk is damaged by an attack, increase his combat values by plus one until he clears action tokens. Now, that's, I think that's key. Plus one. Imagine this. You come up and he's at 17 invincible. Now, you can't outwit him. There's nothing in here that says he can't be outwitted unless I read it. Let's look. You got a 17 invincible. And then, well, let me come back to that. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me read all these powers. His special movement power, which shows up on three, four, and five, is he can use charge and he ignores character bases and destroys blocking terrain. When he has charge, he doesn't have his speed value. So that's on his 11, 12, 11 clicks. Oh my. And then rage for a dead wife. His special defensive powers, Hulk can use impervious and his powers and abilities can't be countered special damage power is stop hulk can use battle fury knock down the city is a special attack power hulk can use quake but his damage value becomes his printed damage value instead of two and that hits when he has the four three three value wow okay let's get our heads around this hulk i mean he sounds great but it's the synergy of how his clicks work together that really will determine how well he does what I'm looking at is that he has a 17 invincible to start. And you're like, well, that's not that great. However, his stop click is at click three, which leaves him with 11, 11 movement, 11 attack, 18 defense, and that five damage, that's a stop click. And he has battle fury. His 18 defense is impervious, and all of a sudden you can't counter his abilities. His 11 movement ability is he can move his full movement, can go through characters and destroy blocking terrain. When he uses charge, he doesn't have his speed value. And he's got traded super strength. So if you knock him there, you've already damaged him, which then kicks in his plus one ability. So now those stats are 12, 12, 19, 6. So he's plus one everything. He's on his stop click. And then he can then move 12, Hit you for 12 with an object, so he's doing 8. He goes the next time, the very next time, hits you for 6 again. 
And then he pushes Colossal Stamina, which knocks him up to his next click. And since we, he's not cleared yet, he still gets his plus one, which gives him the values of 13, 13, 20, and 7 as his attack value. And if he breaks away, he picks up another object, he's dropping 9 on you. So in, a tur- in, in three straight turns in which he gets to go, he can drop potentially an 8. Wait, did I say, did I say that right? Yeah, an 8, a 6, and a 9 which if you add those up is 23 clicks of damage in three turns. That's pretty good. I mean, I like that. I like that. It's getting him to that sweet spot, and with them putting a stop click there, gives him the ability. A lot of hulks have not had that, or that sweet spot's at the end of the dial. This one's in the middle, which I kind of find pretty cool. It's a different approach to hulk. Getting him to the middle might be an easier chore to do, than getting him to like the end and having him stop there and not having any, if anything gets through him after that, then you're done. Uh, this this Hulk does not have regeneration, so that goes against him. I, I want to play him. I want to get him out there. I want I want to have this piece. I want to play him and just see how he kind of works. Or is it really easy if you're if you're good to knock him to that stop click and then have a, a secondary attacker? I think it'll work better at 300 because there'll be less people up against him. It'll be harder to knock him past. This one has me excited. These two figures, the figures coming out, and I've posted them on Facebook, are just getting me excited about Avengers Defenders. These new pieces, the 75-point pieces, the stuff we're starting to see, the Marvel Knights Fast Forces set, I am pumped. I can't wait to get this set. I can't wait to start throwing teams together. I can't wait to just play with them. Just uh, just see how these pieces kind of interact. That's what gets me excited. I would love to be a play tester. I'd love to be able to play test figures and just go, wow, this is cool. I love how this one works. And just kind of work with different combinations. That's the review of the Hulk. I can't wait to get them. I hope you all are excited about them too. I was going to do Loki and Dormammu, but forget it. Hulk was out. World Breaker Hulk was out, and I just had to review them. This this ends this section for reviews. We're going to move on to the team challenge. All right, team challenge. I, I hate to say I can't find my piece of paper where I came up with the three teams from six boosters. And if I do find it, I will put it in a podcast. But instead of racking my brain and going through all that, I just need to get back into the team challenge. I love that section. Kind of gives me ability to just kind of go do some some different teams. So what am I going to do? Uh, I need to start again. So I put myself on a new challenge. I'm not going to go. I didn't create a team for this team challenge. And I'd love to hear what y'all would want to do with this. But for the team challenges from here on out, what I'm going to do is I'm looking at fallen heroes. And what do you mean by that, fallen heroes? Fallen heroes are figures we've just forgotten. They seem to, they're these wannabe figures, they seem to burst on the tournament scene. They look like, hey, they're going to make fire. They're going to be these great pieces. People are going to enjoy playing them. And I've just not seen them anymore. They've just fallen off the face of the earth. And I'm going to go through each set and kind of look at some of those pieces and put together a team and see if I can bring some fun back to them and maybe part of the competitive stuff. And, and the first one I'm going to go with is I, I looked at the Nick Fury Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. set and there's a pod producer in there that I just don't see a lot of. I saw him in some tournaments for a little while. Now he's just kind of gone. And that is Dr. Demonicus. And I want to pull him out. I want to look at him. I feel like 
we have so many sets coming out and everything's going on so quickly and people are looking at the new hotness and the new cost effectiveness that pieces are being forgotten about, that they're being overlooked. And that's, that's just sad to me because there's some really good pieces out there. There's some fun pieces out there and they're not getting played as much. Maybe they are at the casual level, but not at the competitive level. And maybe I'm naive in believing that, hey, I can bring some pieces that most people don't play and do well. But we'll kind of find out. But I think my first team challenge is going to be put together a team involving Dr. Demonicus. And I'm even going to handicap myself a little bit more because I want to make it keyword because I believe a map choice is that important. Those are my criteria. I will I will share with y'all next week what my team would be for Dr. Demonicus. Would love to hear what y'all would do with a team for Dr. Demonicus and how you would kind of work around those parameters. All right. Can't wait to hear or see those teams. I am looking at our new keeping it fresh section. What is our new scenario this week? How can we keep it fresh? And I kind of went old school on this. This is an old thing that we used to play all the time back when Heroclix was first coming out, and we just kind of had fun with it. It's kind of a neat way to kind of do it. I know you all know about this, but I love doing it. It's a Bizarro tournament. You're going, what's a Bizarro tournament? A Bizarro tournament is where you take a figure and you turn it to its last click. When you turn it to its last click, that is where it starts the game at. And then every time it takes damage, it progresses in reverse order towards its top click. So if you are if you have an eight-click figure, he starts on click eight, and then if he gets hit for one damage, he'd go to click seven. If he gets for two damage, he'd then go to click five, up until click one, which would be his final click. And if he gets damaged past that, then he's KO'd. Now, in this type one, I would make sure that I would keep the point total at 300, and you can only use standard side characters or tiny. And why do you say, why would you want to do that? Well, you don't want Colossals working from their backwards from their dial because they get way too good. And a Hulk at the end of his dial is so brutal. It's almost impossible to beat him with the end dials that most other characters have. So I would be looking for regular size. Oh, and let me go back. I meant to tell you all that that Hulk, the other big thing that was great about the World Breaker Hulk, He's normal size. That means he can be carried. Can you imagine a all-green team, Green Lantern, the GSA one, carrying Hulk around? What are you going to do? So anyway, getting back to my my scenario. Love a bizarre one. Go try it. Have fun with it. It's just a different way to look at your dial. Some figures that are cheap figures for that are as the Terra and Zantana and the Metal Men, since the Metal Men have the exact same stats at the end of their dial as they do at the beginning. And Zatera and Zantana have a backward style. So, but other than that, you know, just have some fun. And Moon Knight's a great one to start on it because he has that 11 attack with four damage on his last click. So he becomes a kind of a beast there. That is our keeping it fresh scenario. If you have any ideas for scenarios, please send them in to lostinclicks at gmail.com. Let's talk about our future episodes. Uh, episode 16, I'm going to talk about Psychic Knight and what it means about bringing some new people in and what my ideas on that. But that's my plans for episode 16. Episode 17, that is an exciting episode in the fact that we will actually have a special guest on here to kind of go on the podcast with me. And it will be Malcolm Rush. Yes, the man from Japan. You hear about him all the time on all these different podcasts. He has agreed to Skype. Well, actually, Google Hangout with me and just kind of share his thoughts and feelings on Heroclix. This is a man that has not played Heroclix in over 10 years and is still an avid fan. Woo! So I can't wait to talk to him. 
I call him the international man of mystery. I'm not told him that, but Malcolm, you're the man. I can't wait to talk to him on episode 17. It should be fun. And I hope to have that one out pretty soon after we get that one done. That will be the weekend of May 5th and 6th. Now, I really appreciate everybody listening in. I really appreciate, let me pull him up, John Carl. I love talking with him about my team. He gave me some great advice. I loved also uh, others chiming in and asking for opinions or kind of commenting on the Facebook page. And that's like Nick and Jesse, thanks for for uh, commenting and, and sharing your stuff and your ideas and your beliefs and all that. I love that y'all are reaching out so that you're also communicating. Can't wait to see what else people want to kind of share. I love this community as it's growing. And I hope it just keeps getting stronger. I, I really appreciate everyone out there that's helped grow this uh, podcast. I like to thank everybody that's kind of helped promote it. I ha- and I love that we've gotten kind of international. We're still being broadcast over in Japan and Finland. It's worldwide, but they're, they're consistent in Canada and Puerto Rico. You guys, thanks for y'all listening in. I know my Southern twang can get on your nerves a little bit or something and go, really? There is a plural you that does not involve the word all, but that's the way it goes out here in Tennessee. I really appreciate any feedback. We appreciate any ratings and reviews. And when I say we, I mean me. Email your comments and questions to lostinclicks at gmail.com to contact me on AC Realms under, or contact me on AC Realms under the ID of Colossus TN. Like our Facebook page, you can search on Facebook by typing in at Heroclix Borderlands, all one word. Please rate and review the podcast under iTunes. Love to hear your new world's team ideas if you're looking for an online online match or have a team you want me to play against my new team contact me love to hear from other viewers going to origins and that's one thing i didn't talk about i am still looking for some teammates to play in the world's team event uh me and my buddy are going to be there but would love to get a third so if you're going and you think you might be interested in joining us as we try and attempt to win the three-man team tournament please just let me know and we can kind of talk and get to know each other also if you're going to origins you don't want to play with me in the three on three but you'd like to kind of meet or or talk just let me know i'd love to meet up with everybody i'd love to play some practice games would love to get your input on my team i find that everybody's input is valuable and can help me become a better player but love love doing this podcast love that it keeps growing and keeps getting bigger and better let me know if you have any comments or suggestions to kind of make it better. But y'all keep on rolling double sixes and enjoying playing the game. I'm out of here. Peace out.